I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of ButcherBox, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. We are here. The Lord, we are here. And we're ready, ready to Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every single week we're giving our mega church. Ooh, a tiny family feel, and it's a treat, and it's a treasure. Per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome your friend and mine, Mr. Gray Hop. He is the vine, but we are the TikToks, Hallie. How are you? <laughs> I'm blessed per usual, but I really have been in so many conversations this week about the whole... Uh, you know, Village Church. It's this wonderful mega church oh. in Flower Mound, Texas. How could anything go awry in a city called Flower Mound? One of the biggest, one of the best. Uh, in Texas. Also right. one of the biggest, one of the best. Evidently, so it's this um, big mega church pastor named Matt Chandler who yep. had an inappropriate texting relationship. I know. I like, I, you know, I used to really like his Twitter and his Instagram, but I guess, you know, he had to, uh, he had to come forward and, and apologize for something. Well, so far from everything I've heard about it and read about it and been talking to people about it, it doesn't seem like there was a sexual relationship or even anything sexual going on. Well, that, yeah, I know, Hallie. It just, you know, when you when you read the fine print, of which there really isn't much, you know, the elders came forward and said these interactions really were against the Bible's social media code of conduct. And the Bible has very clear social media standards, oh, you know? Totally. And it has brought up this thing that people are calling the Billy Graham rule. I didn't realize it was the Billy yeah, Graham rule. I and love I think the Billy it's Graham rule. so cool. I think a lot of people, they knew it because Mike Pence so beautifully enacted it when he was in office. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the strict rule of never being alone with a woman ever under any context. You know, even if like a, a female senator wanted to come to talk to Mike Pence, nope. Not going right. to do, no, it gonna do it because we avoid the appearance of evil. And if you look at some of the female senators um, in the Republican Party, you know, you're dealing with people like Masha Blackburn and, whoa, I mean, pretty attractive. I didn't even think about it like that. And you know what, Gray, from a Christian perspective, women really are sexual temptresses, you right. know, and men are sexual beings who cannot control themselves. Just and the way we were created. That's exactly the way God made us. And, and. My son, Day, he told me that it really dehumanizes Ugh. and devalues women. It okay. keeps them, you know, from moving forward in their careers and it limits their professional relationships. But I say, hey, you know what? 
Men in our culture let us wear whatever we want, so we should be really happy that the Christian men in our culture are able to control themselves to the point that they are. Because, like, think about it. In Muslim cultures, those guys have to throw full black tarps over female bodies, and, you know, women have to walk around looking out of a screen, you know, over these eye holes. So I'd say, hey, American evangelical men are pretty darn impressive. Right. And I mean, sometimes that might even not be a bad idea. And Christians are to be above reproach. And that means that, you know, we're not supposed to be in open and honest, healthy relationships uh, uh, between other adults of the opposite sex where we communicate maturely and offer each other civility and respect. As Christians, we have to stay out of elevators with the opposite sex, out of bathrooms, offices, hallways, entryways, you know, any place where a man might realize, "Uh oh, I'm alone with a female and become overcome with lust or maybe find himself just overpowering her because she's the weaker sex, you know? You don't want to make a guy do that and let's be honest, Gray. There's broken trust between the sexes, frankly, since Eve effed up in the garden. Right. I mean, that is a great point, Hallie. It's a day (laughs) one mistake. See? And, you know, the church sees women as temptations. They always have. I grew up in churches where I would hear uh, pastors preaching from the pulpit about the sins of drink and gambling and women. You know, women themselves are an actual sin. Right. I mean, my dad's a pastor. I don't even think I've ever told you this, Gray. I grew up with him bringing me to all his appointments all the time so that he had my presence there to keep him and the gal he was meeting with, you know, held to a certain standard. And I think it's totally appropriate to teach kids from as early as possible that, you know, office doors need to have a window in them and men should never be alone with a woman because there isn't one single thing that could ever transpire between a man and a woman alone in a room that isn't absolutely pornographic. I mean, try to think of one single thing that a guy and a girl could do alone in a room, Um, you know, a single thing that isn't absolutely perverted. And this is the way that we are taught to think as Christians, and I'm proud of it. I know. I can't even imagine a lot of scenarios when I would even like want to be in a room with a lady like that. I told you that my husband, Lance Labonte, when we're on an airplane and we come to our row, if it's, you know, three-seater or whatever, if it's a girl there, then I go next to the girl. If it's a guy there, Lance goes next to it so that, you oh, know, we're not idea. sitting next to... I think it's very Although mature. that means somebody's always got to be in the middle seat, right? It's usually me, but sometimes I do like it when it's a guy there because that means Lance has to go in the middle and he doesn't like it. He feels real squashed. Well, Hallie, you know, I'm not, I've, I, you know, I've mentioned it before, but my, my new lady friend, Malady, Ooh. you know, she and I were talking about this and that is why we signed up for a service. It's called The Third. Awesome. And it provides a faith-based chaperone to any live or virtual meetup or communication. And in our case, you know, it's all it's all virtual right now. And so they gave us an account manager, a relationship manager called uh, his he's called Kwame. And I think he lives in Ghana. But he's really great because we know that anything we say, we're saying it in front of Kwame. Oh good. And um you know, it, it, sometimes he chimes in even. That's so cool, and, Greg. And, you know, it, mostly it's stuff like, you know, amen or God bless you both. Uh, recently, it's been some personal stuff because, I, you know, I think there was a mix up with his bank. Oh. And he said he was wired $100,000 and he wasn't able to withdraw it. So Malady is helping him figure that out. Oh. And, you know, she's been great because she loves to help people. You know, she's getting a master's in Christian education. Oh. And... 
Kwame just says he prefers that I'm not in those communications because that's more personal stuff like finances. And I said, you know what? I'm totally cool with that. I trust you. Yeah, you're like happy to be removed from the that that portion. I don't want to do math. I just want to date this woman that exactly. I'm in love with and so attracted exactly. to. Yeah. I think it's so good that you are the example to our youth here at Twin Hills, Gray, because oh, you really you. are above reproach and you're a perfect model of what it means to be a mature, uh, grown-up, having healthy grown-up relationships. And, you know, as Christians, we raise our children to sexualize friendships with the opposite sex. You know, I want my kids to know that it's not normal or healthy to be friends with somebody the opposite sex because there's there's nothing there except the potential for sex. And I feel like it was right there in um, When Harry Met Sally. Billy Crystal was quoting the Bible when he so wisely said that men and women cannot be friends. It is true. It really is. Well, Greg, come to think of it, should we maybe have Kwame or somebody like that um, sitting in on our recording sessions like this so we're not alone? Oh, no, Hallie, it doesn't really count for women over 40. I've told you that. Oh, yeah. Well, females over 40 don't count as, as people? Not really. Okay. How old is Malady? Oh, you know, she's 19 on Thursday. Oh, happy almost birthday. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, You'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Just like the book of Revelation tells us there are four horsemen of the apocalypse, our guest today is one horse woman for Twin Hills community. It's my friend and yours, Shauna Lee Pharma. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> oh, doing so well. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I cannot believe you've got a smile on your face because the last time I saw you, you were running after a bunch of kids on horseback that were doing a trail ride for Vacation Bible School. And I don't know if some of those got away from you or something, but you were definitely changed chasing them down. How did you catch the, first off? Did you catch the kids? <laughs> I, I, I almost caught all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just lost a kid or two in the woods. Ah, uh, gosh, you know, I mean, now I'm, I feel much better. I'm at a better place with that whole incident, but, um, yeah, it was it's such a fun time that you can't ignore all the fun that's happening, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, right. my daughter who loves horses was on that exact uh, trail ride. Oh, really? Um, which which daughter? Uh, the one who is really getting into the whole equine arts. Oh, really? Yeah, and um she told me it wasn't your fault. She was very clear that a, a snake spooked the horse in the lead position. And then these kids only know how to walk on a horse. And the trail rides, I guess, is all strictly walking. But all these horses took off running 
running and you got thrown from yours? Yeah, I did. I was in a brief coma for uh, a while there. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm doing great now. <laughs> oh, great. And, and not to interrupt you, Shauna Lee, but I feel like comas might be real interesting um, times to, to spend with God. You know, when people have near-death experiences, they see the light of heaven. And sometimes I think in comas, um, is, is it like being in heaven or what was your coma like? I did have the strangest experience in my coma. And it was such an odd thing. I would keep dreaming of grocery stores. Oh, really? Yeah. Just, I don't know what it was. And and it was always like I was looking for something and I couldn't find it. And, oh, oh, wow. and I feel like that's such a great metaphor for life. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Because you're always looking for something and you can never really find it. I know. And it's because God created us with a Jesus-shaped hole inside of our soul. And only when we fill it with Jesus do we feel complete. That's awesome, Shauna Lee. Yeah. Well, I mm-hmm. did want to, well, I'm sorry about the coma, but um, I am okay. also really happy that you're here with us today. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how you got interested in horses uh, in general. And then specifically, um, well, I, yeah, I guess I would go back just to find out if any of the kids are still missing and, and what we're doing about it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, well. first, let me get into, I mean, how I got into horses is honestly, mainly because that's the only animal that sort of likes me back. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I know like, you know, when I got kicked out of the primate lab, um, I had, you remember the altercation I had with the rhesus monkey? I heard about that. I think it's so cool that you used to work with primates, especially because then you can tell people they're no relation to us because, you know, there's no evolution. Exactly. Exactly. And um, I think one of the primates, I mean, I think, you know, one of the monkeys got mad when I was talking about that and um, slapped me and... uh, You slapped it back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, I did. really got into it. And then case. that was kind of a bad move because the monkeys, if you know of monkeys, they're like, they're pretty jacked. Yeah. They've got a lot of muscle. They're almost just pure muscle. And you don't realize that until like one of them just like slaps you. Slaps oh, you wow. right across. Yeah. yeah. And then that's where you feel like the muscle of someone, like some thing, like an animal, like it's pretty intense. And I was pretty, you know, I was pretty sad that, um, no one took my side on that. But you know what? It's okay because those were dark lost times. And and uh, and then that's where I heard about, you know, Bible camp and horse Bible camp. And that's how I find my way, you know, found my way to you. So yes. there's an upside to everything. So, yeah. How did you come to, uh, I guess I have two questions. One, how did you come to start working with horses? And, you know, the second obviously is, are, are there any kids still missing? And we'll, I'm, I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get to that. Um, well, how I came to horses was um, actually by working with primates. Oh, first. really? <laughs> oh, are horses primates? Um, uh, no. Okay. They're a different animal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. You're the expert, so. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. <laughs> um, I love teaching. Ooh. And what the heck are you doing in the primate lab? Yeah. Were you a researcher, a teacher, what, trainer? Well, that was my, you know, <laughs> my, what do you call it, like a cover. Um, oh. oh, you were incognito? I was. You know, I was doing um, the good work because I was there to disprove evolution. Awesome. I thought, why not go to the source? Yeah. Now, if I can convince the monkeys that we didn't evolve from them, 
humans would understand. Yeah, who's going to argue? Because then that? they'll be like, well, if yeah. the monkeys agree, yeah. <laughs> then yeah. then we have then we have to agree. Right. And was this a so what were they testing the primates? Uh, what were they testing on the primates in the primate lab? Oh, well, they were testing the flavor of uh, chicken, Purdue oh, chicken. Oh, I see. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, they test it with the primates first, see if they like it. And if they don't like it, they, you know, <laughs> squash that flavor. Oh, I see. So. Different flavors of chicken on the primates. Yeah. So I just love that, that you're going in there as a Christian going, hey, I'm going, I'm tackling this at the source. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll tell you, that is amazing that you were able to, uh, it, you did say you were able to teach the primates that evolution wasn't real. Yeah, for the most part. I was pretty successful. I had like a 86 to a 96% rate. Awesome. Yeah. And how how do you test that? Well, you test it through a very rigorous, meticulous, detailed scientific process. I see. Yeah. And a lot of it is in my journal um, that actually one of the monkeys took, uh, stole it. But um, anyway, I have the data. It's just there uh, if we need it ever. Okay. I was almost very successful. And then um, one of the rhesus monkeys decided uh, that, I don't know, that day wasn't my day. (laughs) And um, while I was explaining to him how evolution doesn't exist, he, uh, well, the internet is calling it. I don't know if I can even say this word. The monkey slapped you in the face? Slap. Oh, honey. And and was that because the monkey disagreed on evolution? Was it some kind of atheist? Yeah. He he was pretty rebellious about uh, what I was saying. And, you know, and these monkeys are quite advanced. They know English and they know sign language. And it was disagreeing with me. And I don't know sign language. So I didn't understand that he was arguing back. And I kept going. And then, boom, out of nowhere, it slapped me. I'm a lady, but when someone slaps you, you got to, it's just a reaction to slap back. So I slapped him back. Oh, yeah. And then that was a bad idea. Okay. And that's what got you fired? Well, and then the monkey slapped me back. Oh, oh no. no. It's just a straight up okay. cat fight yeah, at this point, it, except there's no cats involved. Exactly. Okay. I would define it as a cat fight between a monkey and a human. How many times did you go back and forth slapping each yeah. other before someone broke it up? <sighs> You're bringing up a painful memory. I'm sorry, but I've got to know. <sighs> Gosh. I wouldn't know the exact number if there wasn't another monkey who was counting them on the side. And I believe the number was 33. Oh, the age of Christ. That's a, that that's a God thing. That is a God thing. That is so cool. So you and this chimp are smacking the crap out of each other upwards of five, ten minutes before it gets broken up? Yeah. Oh, my god. Because, you know, it's such a funny feeling. I had this, like, rage inside of me that just, like, took over. It felt so, like, animalist. I'd hate to say that word because, you know, we're human beings. Yeah. But it just like, uh, it just took over and I couldn't stop. And, you know, that was my first coma because, you know, monkeys, they've, they've got muscles. Yeah. They're yeah. very powerful. They are jacked. Yeah. They are jacked. Well, you know what, Shauna Lee, I'm not mad at you for getting into a smackdown with a primate because you said, um, this was a, a racist monkey and you know, I mean, oh. are most monkeys racist? Oh, well, well, actually, wh- uh, what I mentioned was it was a rhesus monkey, oh, R-H-E-S-U-S, rhesus monkey. Oh. But that monkey was also a racist monkey. Oh, Let really? me tell you. Really? Because if I was, if I was uh, white, right, right, and 
explaining that evolution does not exist, I don't think I would have oh, gotten that kind of uh, violent attack. Oh, so none I of the see. white researchers have been slapped before? Not at this institution, no. Wow. Okay. Well, that was a racist monkey. And I'm sorry that you experienced that form of racism. I'm sure normally in middle, middle Indiana, you don't get much of that. Right. Thank goodness. And it's uh, too bad, really, that the monkey wasn't on recess anyway, because it sounds like a playful type of creature. Well, it, the, the name is actually rhesus, like R. H-E-S-U-S. Like Reese's Pieces? Yeah, exa- exactly. But yeah, they need it. They need to go on a recess. They do. Right. Wait, and I'm sorry to ask, but is this the, is it, was this on TikTok of, um, and I'm sorry to say this, oh but B, B slap monkey fight. Uh, oh my God. Yes. B slap monkey fight at uh, lab gone, gone wild. Oh, did you find it online, Greg? I, I think, no, I mean, everybody's seen it. It's like got a hundred million views. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, the reason why you probably didn't recognize me is because, you know, my face was all mauled up. Oh, right. But that was me. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was me. It did get a bunch of views. Um, and actually, I did even get contacted by um, someone in uh, the movies. Oh, <laughs> oh, really? Because of that TikTok video. I oh, know. That's cool. And I was like, you know, my hero is Jane Goodall if she were Christian, you know. And, um, you know, I, I want that kind of fame uh, sometimes. But Well, I mean, those are some dark days, Shauna Lee. But if you hadn't gone through that Valley of the Shadow of Death, mm-hmm. guess what? God, you would probably still be there wasting your time with some racist apes. Mm-hmm. And instead, God brought you to Twin Hills where you can work with um, horses and, and Christian kids. And horses, I feel like, are a much more biblical creature. I mean, there are a lot of donkeys in the Bible, and that's pretty much the same thing. Is there a big difference between a donkey and a horse? Uh, well, they are different species. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're different species. But, but you know, not much different, uh, you know, in terms of... Uh, you know, look. Yeah, hooves and four legs and, and a mane and a tail. Mm-hmm. And, and have the horses been uh, more amenable to uh, the your sort of evolution talks? Or have you stopped doing that once the monkeys, um, you know, really uh, hurt your face? Yeah, I'm on a bit of like a, I don't know if you call it like a house arrest for that kind of talk, but I'm not allowed to talk about that Oh, anymore. really? That's court ordered. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But, but you know, in Bible camp, I'm pretty safe. So that's right. <laughs> that's where I'm here. <laughs> so take us into um, the vacation Bible school uh, experience. What do you all do out there on these trail rides? And I do want to circle mm-hmm. back just, you know, eventually to see if, 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 if we did get the, the kids, uh, all the kids back. But we didn't. But that's okay. 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 Yeah. And we, we will come back to that. But um, what do you do out there on the trail rides? What are you pointing out and what what are you getting excited about? Oh, 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 oh. there's so much to get excited about. <laughs> I mean, it, literally everything is uh, God. Oh, yes. And nature points everything. us to God. Yep. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere we look. Everywhere we look. Everywhere we look. I mean, every single plant, every bush, every tree, every lizard has God in it. So yep. it's really exciting. And then, you know, I have a story for every plant oh, <laughs> that really? we come across. Yeah. And, and it really gets the kids excited to learn about what the plant is, because if there's a story behind it, you know, it always helps if there's a story. Oh, yeah. I love that. 
What's an example of like a name of one of the plants that you've got a story about? Oh, well, uh, there's one called Virgin Bower. Oh, I, I bet love kids it. love that That's story, so whatever it is. awesome. Yes, I love it. It's one of my favorite flowers. And it is also called the Devil's Darling Needles. Really? Because the story behind this plant is quite the thing. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, bower, I believe, is a technical term for like a, um, uh, you know, the woman's uh, luring mechanism uh, down there. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm trying uh, to the, think. A, a, a magnetism? Of, I'm trying uh, to think. Of yeah, one. just sort of a like a what a lures things down there. Right. Down down yeah, there, yeah, meaning like a, uh, to the ground. Uh, yeah, to the yeah, like a the way you're moving like, your hands, are, like down toward okay. the yeah, like with, uh, I oh, I guess I don't really understand. Are those chaps that you're wearing right now? These uh, chaps uh, on your legs. When you say down there, you're kind of pointing to the chap gap there. Yeah, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super alluring. It's full of nectar and saccharin and yummy gushy sugar, okay. like sweet yeah. syrup. Uh, give me that. That uh, uh, sweet stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're talking about the sort of chap gap there between your chaps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, when the devil first saw it, he was like, give me that sweet, that gushy, that sugary stuff. Okay, you know? yeah. Oh. So oh, wow. that's how the story starts um, is actually when the devil came upon this earth one of the first flowers you saw was the virgin bower. Oh. And he was determined to unbower it. Oh, you know that sounds I mean. like the devil I know. Uh-huh. Right? And this is a story you're telling kids? Oh, yeah. They love it. Oh, that's good. Well, you know what? If God didn't want us to be talking about, you know, to be recruiting children into purity culture at an early age, he wouldn't mm -hmm. be putting virginal flowers in the forest. I mean, God is begging us to keep these kids pure for Christ. Exactly. See, to me, I tell it as a story of the test of a test. Oh, I love it. And if you see these flowers, <laughs> let me tell you, you would be attracted. Okay. Like, I mean, you would have your blood would start to get hot because the flower looks like uh 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 it's it's stunning it's really? gorgeous you just want to put everything in it oh wow it's really sensual oh, it's such really? a tricky thing sensual. see i just don't i just don't see that because i've never seen flowers represented either in real life or in art or anything that ever remind me of something like that but i do love that you know we've got these these you know, folk tales, I don't know what you call them to, you know, help, help us remember the flowers. And, um, mm -hmm. and I guess I will just loop back. I'm sure, I'm sure that we will um, pick up about just like if, if we've got, you know, wh what we're doing to find the kids that were on the trail mm -hmm. ride, but nothing really, okay. but okay. Okay. That's okay. We'll come back to it. Okay. We'll get, uh, but yeah. what about being on horseback out in nature? Uh, you know what, uh, what, that must just be a great, a great experience. Oh, it's such a great experience. I mean, the ride mm -hmm. itself, mm -hmm. sometimes contact with a horse is the only contact I ever, I get in a whole oh, really? year. Yeah. It, it feels, you know, we all need a little affection and touch. So um, it's really nice. It's just nice to be connected to another living thing mm -hmm. uh, with your legs, you yeah. know, uh, neck, you know, straddling them, and yeah. they listen to you, and you're just one with the horse and one with the nature. 
It's really beautiful. Well, I was going to ask because I've you know been on a trail ride before where I, I thought I uh, heard what sounded like a spontaneous waterfall, looked at one of the horses next to me, and it was a male horse, and it was relieving itself. It was you know making water, so to speak. And what I saw between its back legs was highly oh. offensive. I was stunned. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I I said nobody should ever see one of those. Nothing that big and that mm-hmm. pronounced. Mm-hmm. All of that. We shouldn't be looking at mm. it. Now, how do you keep the horses sexually pure? Because, mm-hmm. you know, what we don't want to see is some male mounting up onto a, mm-hmm. a mare or whatever they're called, and it's going to give kids the wrong idea. How do you keep the horses sexually pure? I'm so glad you brought that up, because I actually created a line of these pouches that you can put on a horse Oh, <gasps> that covers their... Their genitals? Um, everything. Yeah. Oh, well, could we do that with teens? <laughs> That's a great oh my idea. Gosh. <laughs> I know. If I wasn't in trouble already, I so would. <laughs> so I would start that. What is so when it comes to horseback riding, what do people need to know as they uh you know, if somebody wanted to you know, I would never get near a horse, but um I would love to know what what are some of the basics of horseback riding? Because I have seen The Horse Whisperer, which is a great movie. Oh, beautiful movie beautiful movie. Um, God, that actress has such pretty eyes. Oh yeah. And Robert Redford, I mean. Yeah. Pretty eyes. Mm -hmm. I like the baby blues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So how do you ride a horse? Oh, you got to try it sometime. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think you'd really enjoy it. I, I have a sneaky feeling you would really enjoy it. Um, so what you do is you hop on and then it's just, it's real simple. It's, you want the horse to go to the right, you tug on the right. Of the reins. You want the horse to go to the left, you took on the left. And then when you want it to listen to you, you go, ha, and you kick it on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, go, oh, that is so great. And I understand horses have different gates, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, how they move. So the normal horses, they have uh, the four gates, you know, walk, trot, canter, and gallop. Cool. Uh, but the horses here at Twin Hills have five. Really? Oh. What is that fifth gear? The fifth gear is Godspeed. <laughs> awesome. And and the horses, they actually know that phrase. When you kick the horse and say Godspeed, that's how fast they go. And was that what we saw when the horses were really tearing across the, the back paddock mm-hmm. there with the Vacation Bible School kids? Was the, I, I'm assuming that was Godspeed because I could barely see. I was like, this is the fastest trail ride I've ever seen. I mean, they were almost <laughs> lifted off the ground. Yeah, it was. It was Godspeed. You got that right because, you know, we were so in it. We were, you know, singing a hymn and we were really up there spiritually and connected to God. And I was like, you know what? I think these kids are ready. And that's why I said, let's go Godspeed. I see. And, uh, and we won. counted down to five and it was such a beautiful moment. It was like five, four, three, two, one, Godspeed. And just oh. boom, poof, okay. just oh. dust into the air and kids gone and just, it was beautiful. Okay. That is so cool. Now, Shauna Lee, I wanted to ask, speaking of riding horses and the gates and whatnot is... I've noticed that when I've gone on trail rides, I've tried to keep it at a steady walking pace because when they start going, you know, trotting is just kind of like, for me, it's like, just hold on. It's too bouncy. Mm-hmm. It's like almost like you've lost <laughs> the shocks in your car type of thing. But those higher gates, there's mm-hmm. almost a smooth fluidity that started to make my 
if I can say my pelvis, my pelvis mm, kind of start rocking back and forth in a motion that I said, I don't know if this is appropriate at all. Mm-hmm. Like if I were to do this a lot and move like this a lot, I feel like I would get good at that type of movement, which I don't think we're necessarily maybe supposed to do as women. I mean, yeah. how do you keep from kind of just making that, well, what do you call it? A humping motion? I mean, is that what it feels like when you're at those higher speed gates? Mm-hmm. It's like a thrusting motion. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Oh, no. Even for girls and guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, it's it's a pretty troublesome motion. Yeah, and yeah. so, um, you know, that's why I uh, founded that rule of everyone must ride side saddle. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So then it's sort That's of like cool. a rock with this mm-hmm. on the side, side which side. is, no, yeah, it's like just a side swing. That's not perverted at all. But That's I guess not. also, no. you know, do you sacrifice some stability? Uh, and, and maybe that is why we saw, you know, as the horses were at Godspeed, you know, I was just seeing kids tumble right off, it seems, before the kid, you know, the horse even got going. Yeah, that is statistically the uh, bad side. It's, you know, statistically, it's about a 70% chance of uh, rain or things like that, statistically. Is yeah. that why um, you let people pick Western or English, but no uh, bareback? Is is bareback just inappropriate? Like we're just a little too close uh, between, mm. you know, us and the animal? <laughs> is bareback, um, mm. you know, uh, an affront to God? Uh, a bareback is a very, very deep connection oh. um, that very few people are actually prepared for. Uh-huh. Um, and I think only the people who are deeply, deeply connected to God okay. should be allowed to go bareback. Yeah. And, and you should know, you keep them? The, they can't stray. Yeah. Right. And should you keep the gender the same? Like if you're going to go bareback, then a female has to do it on a girl horse and a female. man has mm-hmm. to. Oh, okay. That's oh, yeah. That's why. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the opposite sex, you know, that causes a lot of tension. Yeah. Uh, the horses can feel it, and and you don't want the horse getting weird and awkward. Yeah. And what kind of uh, horses do we do we have here? Race horses. Oh, no. Yeah. Dealing with, yeah. oh, oh ra- racist, just like the monkeys. Oh, well, these are race horses, but there are racist horses. Oh, no. In, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. There are, in fact, because of my skin tone, I, you know, get encounters with them. Well, I know your family is from India, but I like to say that you're Indian and American, <laughs> you know. Uh, do you remember uh, Tennessee? Remember that horse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In Twin Hills. Yeah. He, oh boy. Racist? Oh, it's kind of in the name, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 And do you remember uh, when I had that broken leg? Yeah. For the uh, longest time, you were in that walking cast. Yeah. Well, that was Tennessee. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was standing behind him. Now, I know, you know, you're not supposed to do that with horses, but, you know, I'm pretty comfortable and they all know who I am. Right. And, uh, but Tennessee, he took advantage. Oh, no. And just, Back kicked me. Oh, no. Yeah, and I went oh. flying. I went oh. flying into the barn, and I, like, fell in, uh, have you, you know, oh, horse no. poop. And now, normally, I love horse poop. They're really great for plants. But for me, it wasn't so great. But I got back up, and, um, you know, I decided to kick it back, which probably was not the best idea. Oh, no. Yeah, Yeah, just circle of violence, it seems like, with you and and animals. What happened when you kicked it back? Well, it 
kicked me back again, which I just did not think was possible because I didn't think horses were, uh, had the capacity to do that because, you know, monkeys, I thought, okay, yeah, great. They know to do that. But horses, I mean, very instinctual. It just, it just used right leg and then left leg and right leg and left leg. And it's amazing that you would, oh, you did kick it back. Okay. I did kick it back. Okay. Just back and forth, just like you were back at the primate lab. And did you ever consider not being behind it for some of those kicks? So it just seems like you could kind of see it coming, right? Or was a horse rotating around? I chose to stay behind it because I thought I would outsmart it. Because I thought maybe that, you know, it wouldn't see me coming to stay in the same spot like a chess move, you know? Like uh, me staying behind him would be predictable. Right. You're trying the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Yes. I definitely thought I would get a different result. And honestly, the different result I did get because I got deeper in a coma than the first time. Oh, so oh, that no. was a different result. Right. <laughs> you know what they so. call trying the same thing over and over with the, with the same result? What? Well, what? science, right? I mean, Yeah. And that's what I was going for. And I got disproved. So, hey, <laughs> here we go. Wow. So you're kicking the horse, the horse is kicking you back. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you trying to talk to the horse and reason with it or is it just too far gone? Oh, no, no, no. I was absolutely invested in this horse. I didn't want to give up until the very end. And I um, started doing the center sprayer. Oh, wow. I Yeah, I wanted to see if Tennessee could, um, you know, join us rather than rebel. So that's what I did. And were you able to get the horse to accept Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior now? Right before the final blow, Tennessee accepted Jesus Christ. Wow. Awesome. He's still racist. Oh. Oh. But we can live with that. That's our show, friends. Thanks to our guest, Nalini Sharma. She is so lovely. Follow her at Nalini underscore Sharma. And hey, it's a great time to support Patreon. We're only 200 people away from our goal of 666 supporters. So please, please, please consider supporting us there. It not only helps us continue to create mega episodes, but it also keeps us from being naked and starving. You know, the good stuff. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Grey Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. <laughs>